0: Welcome to Extra Credit, a weekly podcast from the National Association of Credit Management, where you can expect to hear from different credit professionals each Friday. We'll help you stay informed about the latest in the B2B credit world. My name is Anna Caroline Caruso, an editorial associate here at NACM. Now let's jump into your weekly recap. First, let's take a look at how the war in Ukraine is expected to significantly stunt global economic growth. NACM economist Amy cruz Cuts, predicts roughly half a percentage point of global GDP will be lost this year due to the Russia-Ukraine
1: conflict. And that comes from the fact that Russia and the Ukraine supply vital commodities in certain parts of the world and in certain sectors. So in a world where we only, you know, use the, the raw ma- materials within our borders, this would have no impact on other countries.
0: The war is kicking the global economy while it's down since it's not yet fully recovered from the pandemic shocks.
1: The two create quite a whammy.
0: Cuts says the economic damage from the war is already done and could take years to
1: reverse. Particularly in Ukraine the damage to infrastructure may mean that depending on where that damage happens, right? It's one thing if it's if it's a road, it's another thing if it's a factory. So some of it has to do with the fact that because of the war they're not engaging in these productive activities, but also the damage to their infrastructure may mean that these issues linger for a much longer time. Check out the latest E! News
0: for the full story. The combination of the war in Ukraine and the pandemic have highlighted some weaknesses with globalization. Jay Tenney is managing director of Trade Risk Group. He says trade may have reached a turning point.
2: Well, actually, there's been a trend toward deglobalization for several years. A lot of people just didn't want to acknowledge it. What has happened over the past year, a couple years years, you know, COVID just exacerbated, you know, the trend. COVID accelerated it. Uh, Ukraine hyper accelerated it. And now um, you're going to probably see more uh, what they call regional blocks regional trading blocks.
0: While producing materials closer to home may be more expensive, it also gives companies peace of mind that they will actually receive that product.
2: A lot of it's going to be, uh, you know, supply chain security and reliability. That may even trump the cost because, again, if it can be the cheapest in the world, but if it's not dependable, I mean, what good is it?
0: Keep an eye out for the June issue of Business Credit Magazine to learn more about the future of global trade. Also happening this week, we chatted with different credit professionals about their favorite metrics. Not all metrics are created equal, and finding the best one for your credit department is key for success.
1: So my favorite metric to use for the health of our portfolio would be our current and our 1 to 30 balance as a percentage of overall exposure.
0: That's Eve Sinau, a corporate credit manager at ORPAC Building Products.
1: The best thing about this is you can always go back and compare it against something and it's, it's simple and it's the easiest metric to just gain a quick pulse on. But metrics
0: do a lot more than keeping your company's accounts receivable healthy. Dave Kegney is a senior credit analyst with Seaport Steel. He says metrics also play a big role in keeping a healthy relationship with customers.
3: I am a huge proponent of the importance of customer service in credit management and average days to pay is a really good way to service the customer. By knowing their habits, I can better service their account.
0: Kegney says while average days to pay is his favorite metric, it might not be right for everyone. You have to figure out what it is you are trying to measure first.
3: I wish that there were just one metric that did it all. That would make life so much easier, but there's all different types of things. If you're trying to get a a pulse, for a feel for what's going on currently, or maybe with a specific customer. You may have a different approach than, you know, doing financial projections for next year. Different metrics do different things.
0: Daryl Horton is the director of credit at Litigation Services, LLC, and NACM chairman. His favorite metric is average days delinquent. It's a little different than Kegney's favorite, average days to pay, because it includes invoices that have not been paid yet.
2: And that's what we're really looking at is cash flow here. It's that's what we try to manage and and making sure that that cash as soon as we as quickly after as we make that sale, that cash comes back into our pockets so that we can do something else with it.
0: That full story also will be in the June issue of Business Credit Magazine. That's all for this week's episode of Extra Credit. We'll be back next Friday, but until then, be sure to follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn and sign up for weekly e-news and blog notifications. In the meantime, you also can register for any of the following webinars. Michigan, learn the value of serving the preliminary notice on Monday, protecting your foreign receivables with government credit insurance on Tuesday, internal customer service on Thursday, and a global expert briefing about trade credit resources on Friday.